Hey everyone, I'm Sabaria. And I'm Nadi. Welcome to our podcast. We are your Wealth Strategies Duo. We are here to solve and help you discover your day-to-day financial doubts. Stick around for real conversations, real strategies from everyday people and practitioners who matter. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of What the Money the Podcast. Today we will continue to ride the current wave as we have gotten more questions on the hottest topic in town. I mean, what else but crypto? But today we are not teaching you about crypto. Instead, we will talk about crypto from the Islamic point of view. And like many of us out there, we are always wondering, how does the inheritance works for crypto? Can I even do a nomination? Will my crypto investment fall under Farid? Of course, we are not the expert for this, which is why we invited our guest today, Ustad Zukifli, to unravel the doubts that we have. Ustad Zukifli is a crypto investor himself. For how long? We will find out later, all right? Okay, some background about Ustaz Zulkifli. He studied at Abu Nur Institute in Damascus, Syria, specializing in Quran and Kiraat. He is also actively teaching in our local mosques and institutions today. Thank you so much, Ustaz Zul, for being with us today. Would you like to start off by introducing a little bit about yourself to our listeners, Ustaz? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Thank you for the invitation, inshallah. Personally, I've been investing with cryptocurrency for I think like maybe five, six odd years. Uh, Alhamdulillah. It's been a long journey. Lah. Kalau kita tengok kan, people do not have trust in cryptocurrency. Uh, especially when back when you ask the anyone on the streets if you heard about Bitcoin, people will hear it as a scam. And but, but right now when you ask people on the streets, they will be surprised that oh, oh mashallah, do, do you invest in Bitcoin or whatsoever? Kan? So it's one of the up and upcoming asset investment, which is heavily and is, is highly sought by a lot of people. So I started crypto investment back in 2015. Of course, uh, if you know about the history of Bitcoin, it has developed since 2009-2010. Kalau kita during that time, kalau kita dah tahu tentang Bitcoin kan, oh, kita sekarang dah kaya raya lah, MashaAllah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah, insyaAllah, insyaAllah. <laughs> back then, like, like it's... Harga dia penniless kan. Tapi sekarang kita tengok harga dia dah sampai jejak RM80,000 gitu kan. InsyaAllah. So the price is absurd yeah. kan. Kita, kalau kita tengok dari segi back 2015 when I started buying Bitcoin kan. Harga lebih kurang time tu around $300 to $500 range. SGD. SGD. Wow. Wow. See, both of us wow. So back then dalam pemikiran saya, so how how can this be a digital punya form of asset be so expensive kan kalau kita nak compare dengan apple punya punya share punya stock price kan mm-hmm. oh jauh beza and how can something like this be worth so much and so that time nak beli takut-takut beli sikit lah beli 40 dollars worth 50 dollars worth and sikit 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 so dari permulaan tu adalah a bit skeptical not a bit but Maybe a lot of skeptical that is going through my mind that maybe this thing won't, won't last forever, kan? Uh, tapi a few of my friends invested in Bitcoin particularly years before 2015. Maybe they in 2012, 2013. Actually, dorang, dorang tak beli pun, but they mine through their PC. So they were ah. students from NUS. 
So they, wow. uh, they back then mining was so easy kan. Pasal no one bukan macam sekarang you need to have like major rigs and machines to 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 mine major coins kan. Yep. But back then because no one tak ada orang tahu tentang perkara ni kan. So mining was very easy and so orang dapat bitcoin macam senang lah. So every day you mine macam 20 30 30 bitcoins per day. Tapi wow. don't tak lama, don't tak simpan lama. Orang bila dah ada orang dapat free, orang jual kan. Tapi ada juga yang a few my friends till now they've been keeping bitcoin and of course masya-Allah dalam punya portfolio kita tak payah tahulah. Ya portfolio might be more than 100m. 100m. Okay. 100m okay. So, uh, so kita why, kita tak mau tak mau tak mau tak mau bilang nama eh, tak mau bilang nama. But why? But why kerana dia orang start very much more earlier than all of us. So dia orang start 2200 eh 2012 2013. So me myself I started end of 2015. So but I did not involve in any mining activities. Uh, all I did was uh, through this group of friends they asked me along, "Hey, you should try this because it's the future, you know. It uh, 10 years later the world will use crypto blah blah blah." So back then okay, tak apalah kita try tengok macam mana beli sikit-sikit. Then I did a few investment with some crypto setups. Ada yang fail, ada yang yang alih-alih hilang dan sebagainya. Ada yang masya Allah became successful dan sebagainya. So that's part of the learning process in in my journey in crypto. So 2015, the only the the only cryptocurrency that I acquired myself back then was only Bitcoin. It was only Bitcoin. And then but then harganya makin naik, makin naik, makin naik kan. Ha, itulah. Kita rasa macam menyesal sikit kan kalau kita, kalau kita fikir balik, oh I, we should have bought like 100, taruh 30 yeah. ribu, dapat 100 bitcoin kan. Oh. Siapa, siapa tahu kan back, back then. Yeah, I mean, so for you, it was actually introduced through your peers in that sense. Yes. Ustaz start FOMO eh? Back then? Back then, ah. Nak FOMO macam mana? Tak ada orang beli. <laughs> Kira when your peers are uh, introduced to you to it, you like macam okay, let's let's just give it a try. Yeah. Why not? It like macam macam ni kalau an unknown invest investment kan. Sekarang some someone come up to you and say that hey, I have this new investment, which you want to try. Kita dalam kita yang palota eh nak try ke tak? Ah, alamak ni mesti tak jadi punya. So that was what went through my mind lah back then. So nak tanya at last beli juga, beli sikit 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 dan eh, nampak ada punya pergerakan and there's a little more adoption like from the 2015 2016 was the year where adoption came uh, better 2015 memang kurang sikit 2016 tu kita lihat permulaan a bull market where a lot of investors uh, amateur investors lah uh, we call them amateur investors siapa ni macam orang macam gitulah uh, not not those macam big players but those normal investors that want to try a new investment punya asset and so 2016 tu kita kita lihat dalam crypto punya market tu there's a lot of growth and perkembangan lah yang which really make me think that eh, maybe this has a space in the investment world. Oh, oh nice nice. Okay so Ustaz that was quite interesting introduction your journey through crypto in 2015 and most of us 2019 2020 baru nak masuk and be involved is crypto investment actually permissible in Islam? course lah, kalau kita lihat kan readings right now kan you will come across ada yang mengatakan halal ada yang mengatakan haram tapi benda ni since it's very new kan so a grey area right now selagi kita lihat 
hatta dalam Islam kita lihat kan kalau apa-apa benda-benda yang satu hukum dan kita lihat ada khilaf dalam, dalam perkara tersebut. Khilaf ni that means ada differences lah dalam perkara tersebut. Maka kita kena raikan lah. Nah, kita tak boleh kata macam misalnya we cannot say that oh this fellow is wrong for saying this is halal or this ustaz is wrong for saying it haram. As we know in Islam kita raikan differences. Lagi ada yang mengatakan halal because of these reasonings maka kita kalau kita rasa kita rasa benda ni memadai dan mengharuskan perkara tu untuk kita menginvestkan perkara tersebut that crypto itself is allowed and of course kita lihat macam there's a few traditional punya ulama yang tak izinkan investment in cryptos so these are very traditional because why they say that this is something which is new and something which is not governed by anything but not governing not governed by anything means benda tu bukan haram and tapi they prefer not to put their heart and soul into that particular punya hukum and make a better judgement to it so mereka kata okay it's better i don't make any statement right now so ada yang mengatakan okay I, i'm in between tak ada halal tak ada haram ada yang mengatakan haram kerana kan ni macam it's not governed by any governing body or any countries or any monetary system dan sebagainya tapi ada yang mengatakan okey boleh kerana it's just like another commodity it's just like a gold how do we put gold and make it so valuable and has a high value because semua orang suka gold so it puts a value into that particular asset so begitu juga dengan cryptocurrency for example bitcoin selagi orang gilakannya dan orang taruh duit dalamnya maka itulah dia punya value lah dia punya to to that particular asset So that's like the simplest perception Ustaz. I mean, kalau kita nak tengok in a very simplified format eh. Yes, if you, if, you, if you go deep inside the explanation because uh, kenapa diharamkan. Uh, for example, Fatwa Azhar, Mesir kan, diharamkan crypto kerana dia cakap it has no value, it has no institute value at all. Arguments is that dia mengganggu mata wang mereka. Oh, okay, the physical ah, currency now that we have. So, dia dia mengganggu the the fiat currency itself. Hmm. So, that argument to me is not strong enough. Maybe we can say kalau kita ikut kita punya pemikiran, cakap, oh, your fatwa is you coming from a governing body and you giving a fatwa on this, saying that this is it. Maybe because, oh, you don't want ada kekacauan dalam that fiat system in that particular negeri. Because they are afraid that the fiat currency will loses their punya power as compared to crypto, right? I mean, I think this is very similar to other countries also, eh? When yes, of course. I mean, Indonesia, our one of the our closest punya jiran yang mm-hmm. the NU kan dan hadir tu lama kan dia punya fatwa mengatakan crypto ni haram. So kita tak payah tahu lah apa kerana apa dia cakap dan sama same understanding lah fatwa Azhar juga. How it affect the currency lah. Ya, yeah, and dia, of course, dia ada valid worries to it. Macam kerana ada yang mengatakan, ada orang sanggup jual tanah untuk invest in something which is so risky and volatile like cryptocurrency. A lot of them are doing that in Indonesia itself. Selling lands, houses, they are taking mortgage loan just because of investing in cryptocurrency and hope to flip their money in matter of maybe few months up to one two year maximum tapi kadang-kadang ada kena scam ada invest in the wrong wrong tokens or coins 
yang mm-hmm. yang tak dural. So macam mana? In that view, I understand that these institutions, this fatwa committee will say that okay, because we see negeri kita ni terlalu ramai orang buat macam ini, lebih baik kita we put a stop to it and say that this is not allowed. Masanang. Oh, okay. So that is one of the reasons. But of course, there are many other reasons to justifying it as a haram investment. I think they need to do proper budgeting, lah, Nadi. <laughs> Before they actually, I mean, I mean, that's why. That's why. Advisors, I know. Correct. And they never do homework. They never do not invest. Yeah, go Indonesia. WSD, we branch out to Indonesia and educate them. I think yeah, I think base. I mean, base the basic. That's why whenever we want to do investments or anything, they will always have this tagline: "We are not financial advisors." Okay, do at your own discretion. So I think that's why that's why these countries are trying to put a stop to their to their people from you know, it becoming something that bite them in at the back in that sense. Yeah, instead of going into investment and getting richer, you go into that. Yeah. So maybe that that is a reason why it's haram lah. It's haram, yeah. but like what Ustaz says, there's there's different views. Some things that uh some says is permissible, some in the grey area in the middle, some says it's not permissible. So Ustaz, do we have different reference checks here? In Islam, with regards to the different investment options available out there, like for example, a crypto investment, whether it's permissible, similar to other investments such as stocks and forex. If you compare with uh, crypto, with uh, stock and forex, and I think, kalau dari segi layman gitu kan, maybe yeah. some is similar but it's different. <laughs> Macam itu. Crypto ni, for example, ada yang kita invest in 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 a particular coin, for example, Ethereum, where we know that. Ether is the token itself, lah, kan? Ethereum is the foundation, and so of course in Ethereum foundation, there's a lot of companies and a lot of big players who has invested a lot of money in in Ethereum foundation. Not only in in let's say, eh, kita bukan kita dengar orang invest in Ethereum doesn't mean orang beli Ether saja, tak? Tapi kadang-kadang they invest in the technology, they invest in the dApps, in the smart contracts. Making projects with with the Ethereum Foundation, the blockchain itself, upgrading it. So it it actually it actually involves a lot of other investment opportunity. Not only buying Ether, tapi there are other coins yang tidak ada foundations behind it. Betul lah. Mm-hmm. For example, Bitcoin. Mana ada right. siapa siapa jaga? Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Dia memang dia memang lah sekarang kan. Uh-huh. There are of course there are developers who are helping maintaining the blockchain. Upgrading, the halving, tu semua perlu ada the human intervention. Dia tak boleh automatik jadi sendiri dan sebagainya kan. Perlu ada human intervention. So when you ask me, apa difference in between uh, stocks and crypto? Yeah, kita nampak macam ada similarities, but sometimes there's difference in it also. And kalau kita compare Ethereum kan, okay, what are we buying? We buying Ether. So kalau kita consider it as a stock, we are buying the punya share. What is the share? Is Ether lah, the punya share. Begitu juga dengan stock, we buy Apple. And Apple ada Apple shares. Dalam Apple ni company tu ada few shares and bukan Apple shares saja kan. There are the divergences of asset and is inside Apple punya shares. We can say that kalau kita invest in this type of foundations seperti Ethereum ataupun Cardano which ada is the token, Ripple XRP. XRP yeah. So these are big foundations with tokens. Tokens ni untuk apa? Untuk dijual together what? To sustain orang punya apa projects they are running. Begitu juga dengan company stocks. They need duit daripada 
orang punya investors for them to survive for their asset to grow for their company shares to grow so sama juga macam crypto tapi yalah dia punya cara tu nampak macam berbeza sedikit interesting eh like wow <laughs> Like, I'm like really listening intently. <laughs> yeah, and trying to absorb apa what yeah, Ustaz say. It's, it's really like, wow. Ni nanti lepas ni kan Ustaz, kita confirm masuk Google, kita... <laughs> okay Ustaz, I mean, okay, what are the factors that we look out for when we are buying coins that is, again, all right and permissible in Islam? Macam mana kita nak tahu whether that particular coin permissible to invest in? There are... I think uh, there's a couple of websites which uh, I think if you guys heard about it, uh, one is called IFG, which is called Islamic Finance Guru. I think it's quite ah, famous okay. right now. Has uh, what cryptocurrency and uh, they can explain apa to blockchain and how does the blockchain work and what is cryptocurrency dan sebagainya. So dekat situ dia akan give explanations tau to people how to do due diligence. So, dia akan ajar what is ICO. ICO ni initial coin offering. offering. Yes. So, ICO ni maksudnya apa? New new tokens being set up. So, orang jual in pre-sale, in private sale. Itu dipanggil ICO. And I think orang ada list of syariah certified punya cryptocurrencies. I'm not sure whether semua dia, dia dah siapkan ke tak. Tapi... Most probably the major currencies. The major ones ah. Maybe the top hundreds. Maybe they did the checks on these particular cryptocurrencies. Tapi we as a individual kan. Apa yang kita perlu tahu as orang awam nak beli crypto. Hmm. Kalau kita tahu tentang Ethereum ataupun ADA ataupun XRP. Itu semua pasal these coins dah lama kan. And kita tahu they are so-called permissible to buy kerana orang tak ada doror dalam ni tak ada tak ada investment yang mengatakan tak boleh kita invest dalamnya kerana dia tak ada benda-benda yang haramkanlah haramkanlah and so for example kalau kita look at coins macam ya yeah, example of coins yang tak boleh ustaz coins yang tak boleh for example yen finance kita tahu uh, dia dia ada lending elements ada riba kat situ ada paying back by by interest dan sebagainya maka kat situ kita tahu tak boleh invest lah in that particular token. So tokens yang very heavily related, heavily invested in finance punya punya ni. So kalau kita lihat Yen Finance, apa finance kat belakang, Trava Finance, apa finance ah, okay, kat belakang. Okay. Hmm. Uh, maka kat situ kita, we, have, we need to do extra checks on it. Kita tengok apa. Selalunya finance mestilah orang nak, macam mana orang nak untung? It's through orang through loans. Loans, leverages kan, orang punya benda-benda macam itulah. That is how they, they make money. So, kita kena do extra checks kalau on this finance punya tokens. Ada juga macam coins yang lain, macam for example, coins yang not allowed to invest in macam coins yang betul-betul kita lihat dia dia punya projek ni ada kena-mengena dengan benda-benda yang haram lah. Macam misalnya arak, misalnya pawn. Ni kira very obvious one lah eh. Very obvious one. I think we researched before when it's about all this also lah. About, uh, I think it was one about porn but I really forgot what's the name. Ada-ada. Yeah, ada-ada. Bukan satu-dua tau. Bukan satu-dua. Banyak-banyak. So you have, to be, you have to be extra careful when you look. Pasal kadang-kadang orang akan lihat oh kita kena tengok what's the supply. Berapa banyak supply. Is it little? Mm-hmm. Correct. Who, who are the ni. Tapi kita lupa nak check tentang dia punya background. Apa dia punya. When we want to check about 
whether it's permissible or not to invest in that particular coin. Kita tak perlu tengok dia punya tokenomics. Kita kena tengok dia punya company punya punya outline dia, apa je sebenarnya dia buat. Itu yang kita kita perlu check on that. The white Maka, paper ustaz eh. The white paper lah kalau if you read at the white paper kalau kita lihat oh ini banyak lending element, farming dan sebagainya ataupun for example dia apa ni projek dia terlalu involved in penjualan arak ataupun macam tadi kan nak cakap apa tu sub cakap tadi tentang pond dan sebagainya kan mm-hmm. so that is very clear you tak boleh invest in so back to our question tadi tu kan man i think there's a few website one is that is IFG Islamic Finance Guru kat situ kita akan come across what are the syariah certified cryptocurrencies that is allowed mm-hmm. and another one If you guys are interested to enter, there are the one Telegram group. It's called Crypto Islam. Ah, okay, Crypto Islam. Telegram, eh? Ah, Telegram group. It's called Crypto Crypto Islam. Ah, tetapi dia punya explanations are all in Arabic. Ah, itu masalahnya. Habis. <laughs> 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 Alamak, Ustaz. Ni kita nak kena ada ah. apa tu? Translator. <laughs> Arabic tetapi, to English. Ah, <laughs> kalau, you, kalau you all tak nak buat any checks lah or you malas nak do any due diligence on yourself ya kalau kita lihat ya you tengok eh kat sini eh uh, kalau tengok masyru' mubah ah uh, tak tu nampak ke tak eh tak nampak yeah, kalau uh, kalau dia, dia punya color kalau kalau hijau oh that means permissible uh, okay. uh, kalau merah ah. uh, kalau merah masyru' mahram dia tengok color sajalah sab kalau merah merah that means no entry Okay, Mira no entry. Okay. Macam kereta lah, macam kereta. Atau kita message Ustaz, tolong translate. Yang IFG ni, this Islamic finance guru is, I think, is developed by a London punya contemporary. Oh yes, yes, yes. The Ustaz there, right? Yeah. The point, the chance, the point. You guys can follow this page. They they have a IG page also, but I'm not sure whether they. Yeah, I'm following them on uh, not IG, Telegram. They are the Telegram group. Yeah. IFG pun. So, so you can ask lah. Of course, ah, uh, seperti kita cakap kan, in any investment, in any crypto investment that you make, of course kita sebagai orang yang baru nak memahami apa sebenarnya crypto tu, kita kena tanya. That is the word, ask. And kadang-kadang if we don't do our due diligence, sometimes we will fall in, into penipuan, scams dan sebagainya kan. Tapi kadang-kadang kita buat our due diligence pun, we do our DND pun, kadang-kadang kita pun kena scam. Because I've been scam, I think, adalah 2-3 kali juga. And although I did read their really? paper, muka nampak, siapa dan sebagainya, buat ada developers dan sebagainya kan. We nampak, tapi pun kita kena rakun. Tetap kena. Ha, kena oh, okay, okay, okay. Ha, tapi at least kita berani kita cakap, we did do our due diligence and kita lihat dia punya white paper and it's been audited dan sebagainya so macam mana how can we avoid it there kita dah check apa macam hari you all tengok kan sikit hari kan few days back tu kan yang squid token tu kan ah yeah, that one kan? tengok dia tak buat any private sale pun tak buat pre-sale ke whatever sale you call it lah dia dia, dia panggil dia panggil still launch still launch ni terus dia open up dekat pancake swap dekat, mm. uh, dekat dia punya decentralized punya exchange So siapa yang masuk? Orang kerana Squid ni baru punya Yeah, it's uh, the new phenomena lah kira the the new sensation kan. So, yeah, correct, orang, correct. Orang tak fikir ah, I just want to make fast money. Tu dia put 10 dollars base 100 dollars pun jadi. Kan. So orang taruh, orang taruh 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 sekali hari lepas tu CNBC keluarkan 
keluarkan orang punya news to promote <laughs> promote benda ni kan sekali after that particular day orang dah ramai masuk orang tak boleh jual banyak orang kena tipu kan terus dia tipu major deep eh major yeah, deep like ya yeah. ya yeah, yeah. within 10 minutes Hmm. Dia major hmm. deep tu bukan major deep apa Major deep orang dia yang jual Dia, dia nak scam yeah. Terus dia exit lah Berapa juta lah yeah. Edith Ya yeah. 100, 100 millions lah A few hundred millions Ya yeah, ya yeah, ya yeah. Oh okay 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 wow. so, so now kita we, we kind of know Ustaz explain to us Like what kind of Things that we need To look out for Whether the coin is Halal or haram Kan yeah, So uh, I think we need to do Our due diligence eh Correct But yes, other than crypto, kan Ustaz, there are many uh, many parts of the crypto investment. Macam ada staking, apa buying of meme coin. How do I know whether macam such things are actually giving me halal returns? Okay. Staking, we, we need to understand. For example, kalau kita stake Ethereum, eh, for example, sekarang ha. Ethereum going to, from POW, going they going to POS. POW ni proof of work, which they pay, eh, which mining, which which we are still able to mine ethereum for now and the miners still get the gas freeze from us so ethereum is going from pow to pos proof of stake so siapa yang dah staking ni is the holders siapa yang ada ethereum mm-hmm. they are the one who stake that particular ether kira kan ether punya blockchain so by doing that you are part of the validating people who jaga and to maintain the ether punya network so in doing that diorang kasih you returns uh, returns tu hadiah kerana apa? you support okay. their system you support their punya system dia okay. bukan meminjam okay. you are being asked if you want to put and make the system stable we are going to give you this kind of return uh, kalau dalam Islam yeah. dipanggil okay. hibah and, uh, tapi kalau for example farm, farming and uh. Apa lending dan sebagainya itu semua Itu semua ada lending punya elements kan They clearly say If you borrow uh, one solana you, you will get 1.5 solana in return For example after So kita tahu that itu okay That's riba lah Anda oh. cakap okay you loan me one solana And up to you lah how much you want to give me You want to pay me back one ke You want to pay me back two ke three ke uh, Two ah uh, okay that's fine uh, Kerana tidak ada penetapan kat situ Ah, okay, okay, okay. So, start again. Still talking about these rewards and all eh? The profits from crypto, it can be thousands of times your initial investment. Is it allowed that we take all the profit for ourselves, or is there a percentage that we need to, like, you know, zakat ke, uh, divide the money ke? Of course, like, uh, any investment that you make, zakat is wajib. Uh, so, for example, dalam crypto pun, some people say that we don't need to pay zakat selagi kita tak liquidate the, the asset. Tapi of course there are some ulama yang mengatakan tak selagi kau punya crypto asset dah the appreciate sedemikian dan sedemikian maka you still have to you have to pay zakat so whatever money that you pay you need to pay zakat for that particular haul particularly one one whole year you have you have to sell it and pay your zakat so some people sekarang pay zakat by fiat some people zak- pay zakat sekarang by cryptocurrency so you can do either way So no matter what, we still have to I mean, fulfill exactly. our... Even though, for example, you make tomorrow lah, you buy crypto A and you taruh tu, you taruh nyari RM10,000. Sekali besok jadi RM100,000. You dah kena bayar zakat. You still, but of course, it's after one how lah, one, one hmm. year, then you have to fulfill your your, your zakat. Hmm. Alright. Whatever alright. the amount, kalau dia exit your kadar zakat tu, kadar nisab tu, you, you kena keluarkan your zakat. 
Okay, okay. So our listeners, uh, investing is all right, but please rukun Islam pun kita nak kena uphold eh. Pay your zakat when it's due. Yes. Macam uh, okay. example lah, kita kalau lihat Shiba kan, ataupun Dogecoin. Mm. Yeah, Doge used to be a... <laughs> Kalau kita panggil istilah kurang ajar, dia panggil shitcoin lah dulu lah. <laughs> so back, it was back, eh, it was eh. Uh, back then macam 2015-2016, siapa beli Dogecoin, korang tak ada benda lain nak beli apa. <laughs> kan? Why you buy this shitcoin, worthless coin kan. Tapi back then ada orang beli, my friends ada beli sampai 100 million Dogecoin kan. Tapi mm. I do not know lah whether they still keeping it. Tapi kalau orang simpan sampai sekarang, oh. Shitcoin uh, tu jadi apa coin pula kan? Wonderful <laughs> coin. So of course, kalau some scholars is against uh, investing in meme coins. Kerana orang lihat ni macam perjudian. Meme coin tak ada, actually tidak ada apa-apa value pun. Dia tak ada apa-apa projek pun. Tak ada purpose. Uh, tak ada purpose in life lagi dia kan. <laughs> <laughs> macam, macam Shiba ni, sorry lagi. Of course lah, kita tahu kan banyak orang invest in Shiba kan. Uh. Tapi permulaan Shiba pun dia mulakan memang tak ada tak ada apa-apa pun. Mm-hmm. Tapi down the road, dia orang buat ada ship swap lah, apa dan sebagainya. Adalah projects down the road. Kerana apa? Diorang nampak so much growth in in their, in their particular coin. So, they have to do something. Takut diorang hilang dia punya hype, habis. So, they have to have a project in their particular punya coin lah. So, ada coins yang betul-betul tidak ada apa-apa. Betul-betul tak ada apa-apa. So macam banyaklah. I, I sampai I, I, I tak tahu nak sebut mana. So ada yang ulama is against investing in meme coins kerana dia tidak ada apa-apa value to it. Tak perlu kita invest in that particular coins. Personally, I wouldn't advise you to do that kerana dia bukannya volatile saja. Crypto ni on overall kita lihat, dia memang dah volatile. Tapi ni meme coin lagi volatile. Uh, Betul-betul. <laughs> Dia bukan double ke triple, dia multiple volatile lah. Dia punya volatility tu macam nyari you taruh seribu kan, besok alih-alih jadi sembilan puluh dolar. Terkejut sekejap. Ha, tapi dia mm-hmm. maybe dia boleh multiple more than that down the road. Ha, sama ada you boleh tahan ke tak lah. So I advise against for those new people investing in cryptocurrency, I suggest you invest in those known coins. Walaupun dah jadi tetapi dia a bit stable if you compare to investing in meme coins about the halal and haram it depends but personally i say for new investors i would against you investing in that particular coins in meme coins always do your research takut pasal apa tau kalau dos macam dia tak beli macam dos uh, proper coins kan mm. alali dia okey dia tanya eh what should i buy ah okey you should buy this uh, ni baru beranak coin ni semalam coin a uh, dia ikut Okay lah, for example, Squid lah, dia beli. Oh, ni baru beranak semalam. Coin, Squid coin. Dia beli without doing any checks or whatsoever. Sekali dia kena tipu. Pertama kali dia dah taruh duit tu, dia dah kena tipu. Dia akan ganggu dia punya momentum untuk nak invest further tak in crypto, you rasa? Definitely. Definitely think, yeah. So, kalau dia invest macam $50, $100 tak apa. Tapi kalau dia taruh $10,000, aduh, lagi sakit hati. Baik-baik, dia nak untung duit, dihilang duit, maka dia akan lose trust in crypto itself. So And you think that crypto is a scam? Ah? So, sebaik-baiknya, for permulaan, siapa yang nak invest in crypto dari mula, sebaik-baiknya dia dia invest in proper coins. So, remember, eh, always, always do your research. Talk to people who knows better before you do. Especially if you are a new crypto investor. Kalau RM10,000 tu, next day RM3,000 nangis, eh, Sob. 
Lebih katil, nangis lebih katil. <laughs> <laughs> I think we experience that and that, but I think we were still quite cool about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, because we we will talk or for us we will always talk to other people like who are more experienced than us before we invest. Mm. That's what and we do a lot of readings. Yes, of course. Mm. Yeah, you, you need to read about that particular asset lah. What you're going to invest in, not only crypto, any stock. Anything. Correct. Uh, yeah. You you need to know about the company. Akan you main rembat je, beli campak duit kat mana mana. Kan tak boleh lah. Fomo lah, ustaz ada ada orang fomo. Yes. Banyak actually banyak FOMO. Banyak. Beli aja FOMO tak tahu apa beli aja wah orang buat duit beli. You cannot be following Elon Musk punya tweet every time kan? Kadang-kadang you can you can go wrong also. tapi you have to do your own reading. You have to, you, you have to read that particular coin token and read dia punya white paper. Kalau you ada rasa something good in it then if you, okay. I'm going to invest in it. But always start with the with amounts that you you are comfortable with uh, jangan ban semua your savings kan itu uh, bunuh dirilah mestilah <laughs> i think before you all jump to anything please do proper budgeting that's the whole idea about you know building wealth make sure it's your play money and not your emergency fund eh play money we always talk about it as up play uh, money play money duit duit jajan duit jajan <laughs> yeah ustaz when we the next question is ustaz like while we are alive like uh, me and sub we can control our money right yes. in crypto in the crypto world so we can withdraw and nobody else know knows our password like uh, for me nobody else know like, i'm not sure what's up lah so but what if uh, ustaz eh, if we pass on what would happen to our crypto investment kalau i don't give my password to anybody so like as a crypto investor right what should i prepare in terms of estate planning boleh tak i do wasiat for this crypto investment yes you can do wasiat lah of course but then you have to tell your passwords to your closest kin kalau you tak bilang siapa-siapa you taruh wasiat pun that you say that you have 1 million dollars worth of bitcoin tapi you don't give your your secret seed ke apa to to your closest kin there goes your crypto asset and that's the problem with crypto kerana it is very highly guarded especially if you are holding it on your hard wallet hard wallet ni kirakan Uh, macam ledger those macam you jaga duit by yourself not those custodial wallets custodial wallet ni macam mana macam those at exchanges as exchanges macam dekat mana dekat kalau you simpan kat singapore ni kan macam coin haku crypto.com com last time was binance eh binance lepas tu coinbase uh, these are all putting your assets on the exchanges and they are your custodian tapi dalam istilah bahasa dalam istilah kripto ni dipanggilkan not your keys not your crypto not your your money and so anything can happen kan dia macam bank kan you taruh duit kat dalam bank kalau apa-apa jadi pada bank tu you tak boleh buat apa-apa apa hmm. so begitu juga dengan kripto you taruh duit kat coin aku semua your bitcoin your your 10 bitcoin kat dalam coin aku coin aku besok bungkus for example lah maka there goes your asset kerana dia jaga dia boleh cock up jugaklah tapi kalau you simpan dekat your paper wallet ataupun your hard wallet macam ledger ataupun tether kalau you pernah dengar tu semua kan mm. atau do, uh, itu semua you you are managing it by yourself so kalau for example you put your asset in exchange in exchanges of course you have to tell your closest person next to you lah for example your husband if i pass on for example this are my password blah 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 So then kalau dia dah tahu dia punya password maka dia boleh have access to it lah. 
So, so meaning go. kalau macam kita buat wheel tu eh Ustaz, inside the wheel we can also put lay down all password. the passwords and all. I mean be very detailed about it lah. Yes, very detailed about uh, it. Itu kalau in exchanges lah. Tapi kalau kita ada ledger, then that ledger ha. we pass to the... Ledger, how it works is that dia a device. Tapi for mm -hmm. example, that device kalau you hilang, pecah ke apa, you, you can still have access to your funds. Melalui your paraphrase lah, your words, your secret. Mm. So it's still safe. You can just buy another one uh, and just install and insert. Then you get you fully access to it again. Uh, tapi it's a very tedious job dengan this hard wallet kerana dia banyak security levels punya levels in there kan kena taruh word ni lah lepas tu kena confirm dekat your handphone ah kat uh, email OTP ah uh, <laughs> uh, itu itu okay, exchanges okay, okay. kan hmm. exchanges yes Yeah, so Nadi, whenever you're ready lah, I'm ready to receive your password. Kalau you all best pun nak kena lah macam itu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I need to you, you start all, planning it. You all should tell your husband. Kan? Kerana anything can happen. Kerana betul, betul, betul. Kita, kita tak tahu kita kalau kita dalam kita punya kepala otak, oh I might live a number of years, blah, 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 macam ini kan. Tapi kita tak tahu. Kan? Betul, betul, betul. Kan? And it's not protected by any law eh. Macam kalau banks, kalau frozen, we you know, we can go through your apa ni, uh, go through our local law and, I mean, release the fund according to Faraid semua kan? Tapi crypto yeah. tak ada kan? Tak ada lah. Kalau you, sebab tu cakap you kena jaga, you, you must jaga your password and tell it to your closest. Ah, think very important eh. Start. Very important. Kalau you tak bilang siapa-siapa, you taruh will apa pun tak guna. Oh, betul. okay, okay, okay. okay. Uh, so it just goes into the unless apa tu? Yeah. Unless apa tu net dengan sub eh? For example, kalau you, if your money is everything dekat exchange, example uh -huh. coin aku, then most probably you can get it. Even though kalau you tak ada dia punya password, kerana apa? You dah buat KYC apa dengan coin aku, betul lah. So you, your husband for example, macam oh, my wife passed away. I heard that she has some asset in Coinaco punya wallet bla 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 macam itu. So they will ask for proof lah. of course you kalau you lucky dia ke apa ke dan sebagainya mm -hmm. kan. On that basis I think it's possible to get access to it. Tapi lecehlah kan. Nak kena go through punya levels. Best is for you to provide your passwords to to your next kin lah. Next close. Tapi you said when you you even if you provide password to your next close kin because when you want to withdraw the crypto to cash be connected back to your bank apa ustaz? Tak apa, bank is bank and tapi kalau for example kalau you boleh transfer out your your cryptocurrency tu ada ada wallet siapa? Betul tak? Mm -hmm. uh, bank liquidating is one thing but having access to the crypto is another thing. Oh. Ah uh, okay okay. Okay okay okay. Sekarang memanglah memang duit tu tak masuk dalam bank and tapi kita for example if we have ether in our tu selagi kita tak jual benda still berharga apa? Ah uh, mesti Correct. Basically, it's about ownership. We own it. So that's why we need to make sure that the our next of kin is able to retrieve it when the time comes. Eh? Yes. Yeah. Estate planning for crypto is a whole different level, eh, Nadi? Eh? It's, it's a new thing. Just like, yeah. I think it's everyone need to know that preparing a will is one thing, but making sure your passwords, everything is, is a known fact for the person who's actually our next of kin, especially. Yes. Yeah. But again, Ustaz, It works the same way. Once all money is retrieved, then we have to go through faraid. Correct or not? Yes, kalau kita nak disburse the faraid lah. Unless I write a will and I nominate my crypto money to whoever, 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 then it's a 
that one is different lah. Tapi kalau Boleh if ke? I don't, can we will it? Yeah. Can we? Can it be a nomination? Ustaz? Macam CPF nomination. Hmm. Of course, technically by faraid you can you must disperse through faraid. Hmm. Tapi of course lah, kalau kalau kita lihat kalau macam dari, dari pemindahan harta kepada orang-orang yang seharusnya menerima kita punya bahagian hmm. kan, kita kena lah sampaikan kepada mereka. Nah, kita tak boleh simpan kita punya harta. Kecuali for example benda tu kita gunakan kita punya isteri punya duit. Kan, laki meninggal dia beli kripto. <laughs> dia guna dia gunakan isteri dia for, for some reason dia dia pakai mm-hmm. nama lelaki dia beli tapi sebenarnya all the duit yang dia beli kripto tu pakai duit isterinya maka kat situ dah lain sikit lah dia punya hal so ha. the crypto money goes back to the wife who is actually the contributor ha. of the crypto kalau siapa yang sebenarnya adakah lelakinya sebagai dia dia tukang beli je tukang jaga je tapi ownership is his wife ha, tu hmm. perlu clarification lah from the herself lah oh. Okay, okay, okay. Otherwise, oh. it has to go through faraid. Macam harta dalam bank. To simplify things, actually, apa-apa semua, biar bertulis. I mean, have it in writing, eh. That would be best. So that when the times come, there's no disagreement or dispute or anything. Because, I mean, when we talk about harta, we talk about wealth, it's, it's something very, very sensitive. Yeah, very sensitive. <laughs> very, very. <laughs> I mean, we have really gotten a lot of insights and knowledge from you tonight really it's jam packed like it's really uh, i mean tak tahu nak cakap apalah like wow <laughs> but <laughs> before we end can you actually give our listeners one important advice before they start their crypto investment yeah, investing in in crypto is very lucrative but it can cause pain also to it and tapi If you do proper management, due diligence, whichever tokens that you want to invest in, I think you would do fine. Tapi investing in something that you don't know, you have to ask around. That's the word. You have to ask around. Fas alu ahla dikri kan Allah cakapkan. Fas alu ahla dikri ask the people of knowledge. If you do not know, inkuntum la taalamun. Begitu juga dengan investment. Walaupun dia benda dunia kan. Of course, we have to ask siapa yang ada keahlian dalam benda tu. So, kena tanya. Jangan membabi buta invest. That's the wrong method to do it. So, kalau tak tahu, tanya. Is it this coin good for short term investment ataupun mid term ataupun long term? Kita perlu tahulah. Jangan kita membabi buta beli and we lose our money and kita rasa tak puas hati. That's not the way to invest in crypto. We have to be very savvy. Nah, begitu juga investing in any asset pun, in any investment in asset kan. We have, we have to be very sure on what we invest in. We buy stocks for example, kita pun kena tahu tentang the company punya profile juga. Takkan kita beli sebarang je kan, betul lah. Kalau kita suka for example, kalau kita misalnya, we are so much in love in gold eh, for example. Eh. People will tend to buy company related yang betul-betul relations in gold assets. Begitu juga dengan crypto, you kena ada feel on what kind of tokens that you want to buy. Jangan beli sebarang je, jangan beli sebarang je. Of course, dari permulaan, sebab tu cakap, permulaan yang tidak ada knowledge tentang crypto terus, I suggest that you you buy those non coins. Of course, non coins can be expensive kerana dia dah 50% dah kat dekat sana kan. But of course there can still be appreciation tapi the appreciation might be not much. Dan tapi it's a very safe punya investment for those permulaan punya investors. And do not invest in coins yang ni lah those meme coins untuk permulaannya. Uh, takut you kena burn scam. Kena burn. Bukan lah. <laughs> uh, pasal scam je. Uh, tetapi dia burn kerana apa tau? Ada meme coins dia tak gerak langsung. You dah taruh duit. 
tak gerak tunggulah kau 4 5 tahun pun dia tak gerak juga. Ha. Sakit hati, sakit hati. Tu kira stable coin ustaz. <laughs> Very stable coin. Stable tak apa kalau dia unstable kan juga dia ditaruh 1000 je jadi 100. Dia nak kena redoh lah kalau gitu. <laughs> even even in meme coins pun I I, I just teach one tactic lah. In meme coins ni you boleh invest in. Tapi kalau you the knowledge in it. Meme coin ni dia community back punya token. Community dia kuat. Hmm. Yes, everything will go high. Everything will go high. You tengok Dodge. You tengok, uh, you tengok apa ni? You tengok Shiba. You tengok this Floki apa ni? Inu dan sebagainya kan. Uh, you tengok apa-apa? Saitama ni semua kan. Coins-coins meme ni semua. Kerana orang punya community is so strong. They are the one who who's actually uh, doing the hardcore punya marketing. Kan? Beli-beli. Ah, okay, okay, nampak harga ni, 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 ni. Kan. Because these are the people who are pushing up the the coins lah. Ah, uh, these coins are based on hype lah. Selagi ada hype, selagi tu dia will survive. Tak ada hype, tak dia akan mati. So hype ni siapa punya kerja? The investors lah. Wah, masuk, 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 masuk kan. Macam squid hari tu kan. Hype kan. Semua right. satu hari boleh boleh beratus ribu persen naik punya percentage. So be very careful and be very savvy in every, in anything you want to do you have to ask around uh, ask those yang ada ilmu tentang it kalau tak ada you can reach me at abu tukor ig insyaallah i will help you as much as i can ah nice. <laughs> ustaz ustaz uh, kasih dia punya ig handle tau okay thank you ustaz for a very detailed sharing on crypto from the islamic perspective eh i'm sure all of us have learned a thing or two from you today alhamdulillah Alhamdulillah. Yeah, so again, what tadi Ustaz dah cakap eh, do drop Ustaz a DM over at his IG a handle at Abu Tuko, A-B-U-T-U-Q-O if you have any crypto-related questions. Or you can also drop us a DM at Wealth Strategies Duo for any investment matters. Thank you Ustaz once again and thank you everyone for listening to What The Money The Podcast. See you all again on the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.